Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, May 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, David Crosby. He's a music legend thanks to his work with the birds and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But a new documentary about his life is bringing up mixed emotions. Sadness over people that I hurt, and there were some. It's cathartic in the sense that I get to take it out, look at it, and then I can set it down and walk away. But there's some stuff you never walk away. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin talks with Crosby about his life's work and late career renaissance. But first, the news. Missouri lawmakers only have days to pass key legislation before this week's end-of-session deadline. Samuel King reports a proposed ban on abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected is on that list. Opponents say the legislation would have the effect of prohibiting abortions before many women even know they're pregnant, but also ban abortions outright should the Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade. The only exception would be in the case of a medical emergency. A bill has already passed in the House, and senators debated a similar bill last week. During that debate, Republican Senator David Sater of Berry County said lawmakers have a chance to take a stand on the issue. And this is that year. Yes. This is that year we can make a difference. We can make a difference in the lives of our children. Democrats say the bills are extreme because they don't contain exceptions for cases of rape, incest, or human trafficking. The session ends Friday. I'm Samuel King. A St. Louis alderman has introduced legislation to set rules for where medical marijuana facilities can be located in the city. Seventh Ward Democrat Jack Coder's bill is slightly less restrictive than the constitutional amendment voters approved in November. It limits production and growing facilities to industrial areas and dispensaries to commercial districts. Coder says he's not expecting much pushback from his colleagues. He says the measure passed by wide margins in every ward. You've got to remember, this is a heavily, heavily regulated industry. It's not like kids are going to be able to walk into one of these facilities. I mean, only 2 to 3 percent of the population of Missouri will actually acquire these medical marijuana cards and be able to walk into one of these facilities. Coder was a guest on our Politically Speaking podcast, and you can hear the entire appearance on our website, stlpublicradio.org. An Ohio prison official is Governor J.B. Pritzker's pick to lead the Illinois Department of Corrections. Rob Jeffries is currently chief of staff in the Ohio prison system. Camille Bennett of the ACLU of Illinois says he will face a range of challenges in Illinois. The infrastructure of the system is really in disrepair, um, and buildings are sort of literally falling down. Um, There was a building at Menard that collapsed not long ago. Bennett is among a group of lawyers helping inmates sue the department to improve health care. With more than 12,000 employees, the Illinois Department of Corrections is the second largest agency in Illinois government. David Crosby is a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer twice over, honored for his work with the Birds and supergroup Crosby, Stills, and Nash. He has battled drug abuse and serious health issues, but at 77, Crosby is in a late career renaissance. He plays the Sheldon Concert Hall Wednesday. Crosby is also known for his political activism. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked Crosby how he has seen the relationship change between popular music and political protest. When we were doing the 60s, we didn't have the Internet. So we, we were one of the main ways that people communicated with each other. And we had a really perfect fight song. We had Ohio. We need another one of those. We need a, a, an Ohio or a We Shall Overcome. We need a fight song because we're going to be in the street. We're going to have to be in the street. We're going to have to try to save the country. Right now, it's in real trouble. Your career has been defined by collaboration, but we also hear that you're difficult to be in a band with. So how do, the, how do those two things go together? I've noticed that all the people in the bands that I used to be in don't really like me anymore. And I guess they have reasons. Some of it's just gritting the gears because in CSN and CSNY, we were always very unkind to each other. All of us were. Everybody did awful things to each other. Some of it's jealousy. I think they haven't been doing the kind of work that they're capable of, and so they're pissed that I am or something like that. But I, I don't worry about it, man. I can't fix it. I can't change it. What I can do is try to do better now. Yeah, now you are working with a whole new group of collaborators, a, a younger generation of musicians. What does that bring out of you? So it brings a ton of joy and new energy. Everybody in both bands writes songs. That's very inspiring, man. They're very they're all younger than I am and I have to paddle faster to keep up, which is really good for me. And it inspires a lot of music. Amid all that new music, on your latest record there's a new arrangement of Joni Mitchell's Woodstock, which of course a lot of people associate with the Crosby Stills Nash and Young version from nineteen seventy. How did that wind up on there? First time we sang it live to an audience, they started applauding as soon as we hit the chorus and they heard that four part on the chorus. We are stardust, golden, and we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. They started applauding in the middle of the song. So we looked at each other and said, oh, golly, <laughs> okay. It became a standard of ours, and we couldn't resist putting it on the record. There's a documentary about your life that premiered at Sundance Film Festival this year. You said you don't like to look back too much. So what, uh, what, what emotions came up as you watched that? Grief over the loss of my girlfriend, Christine, when it got killed. Still makes me want to cry every time I think about it. Sadness over people that I hurt, and there were some. Joy over the incredible people and experiences that I've had. It's uh, a lot. It's a very emotional thing. It's cathartic in the sense that I get to take it out, look at it, and then I can set it down and walk away. But there's some stuff you never walk away. Do you have survivor's guilt in a way? A little, yeah. Some. I mean, it's puzzling. There's a bunch of people were doing the same thing I was doing. I always think of Cass, and I always think of Jimmy, and I always think of Janice, all three of whom are very close friends of mine, and all three died the same way, and I didn't. Because I've been thinking about dying and how to do it well How to stand up and face it Or just lie Finally, David, one of your brand new songs that sounds very personal is one called Your Own Ride. What can you tell me about that song? That's a set of words I wrote to and about my son Django uh, when he was about 12. I will be there beside your child. You 
That was St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaking with Rock and Roll Hall of Famer David Crosby. Editor David Caceres worked with Jeremy on that piece. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.